0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Laurie Farley. Lori's business and voluntary commitments curate and facilitate connections, relationships and opportunities for social change through entrepreneurship, partnerships and alliances between various sectors around the globe including community development, arts, disability, education and technology. Laurie is involved in numerous ventures related to social innovation and socioeconomic development including Intunovus Canada and Impact Calgary. This episode is hosted by Lori Farley. Let's join Lori now while she has a conversation with Rachneet Randawa. Take it away, Lori.
1: Thanks, Al. Welcome back to Leaders and Innovators Big Idea Podcast. I'm Lori Farley. You may or may not know, among other things, I'm the co-founder of Intinovis Canada and Impact Calgary, and we're working towards launching an Impact Hub here in Western Canada. So what we're trying to do is just help people embed social impact into their business models and um, making sure that we're doing sort of cross section socioeconomic development. We want to make sure that we're partnering with businesses and individuals and corporations and collaboratives to make sure that businesses have the best way to get the right resources in the right time in the right order. So today, I'm joined by uh, Rachneet Wandawa, and she's an undergraduate at the University of Calgary, and I'm going to let her talk a little bit about that. But we met, actually, Rachneet, through the um, SEIP program, Serving Communities Internship Program, and you were an intern with us two years ago and this past year as well. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
2: sure. So I ended up coming across the Skip internship and Impact Calgary Impact Hub into Novus Canada kind of randomly. But I did what what I initially actually started out doing was just doing general research on the educational curriculum around social entrepreneurship and social businesses in Calgary. So it was a very um, it was very interesting because I had not known too much about what that field was about, like what about you know impact investing and whatnot because I feel like on campus a lot of students, even even business students, even though they know what uh, social impact is they don't really know how it's actually applied to like businesses. So we have things like Hunter hub and whatnot to help students build startups, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really as developed, I would say
1: as it is now. Uh, so I had been, I have been collecting curriculum for a real long time and you guys did a lot of wading through and organizing and sorting the, the curriculum that I had on hand and you did your own, you, you, you had your own ideas for curriculum as well. Do I talk a little bit about sort of the things that you've had in mind sort of through that process of thinking about becoming an entrepreneur when maybe that wasn't really what you had in mind at, at first, or maybe it was. Yeah. So,
2: um, I had not originally, so when I came into doing R and D, it was just, generally for interest purposes. But then when I had the chance to do, I had to do a capstone project in my final sustainability studies course. And I actually did it based on what I was learning with uh, Intenovis and through my internship. So I, for example, um, I started to come up with these different ideas for what I had in mind for opening up my own kind of business. So some of the ideas I had were a lot of sustainability a business concepts based on sustainability so for example i started looking into developing my own chai tea business based on i guess based on health and um, sustainability again so learning how we can use the spices to help other people i guess make more health conscious choices in the beverages they choose and originally i wanted to do something around peace education and dialogue So there was that. And then it actually led me to take other opportunities. So I remember after the first internship, this opportunity came up to go do this exchange in Finland. So I was really actually inspired by Lori because she told me she had gone there years ago and how the whole startup scene really impacted her when she went. So yeah, so that was really interesting. I got to go there. And then out of that actually came a really good, another new business idea, which I'm still working on, but um, it was interesting because it was kind of like the first time I learned to apply what I learned. Whereas before it was just kind of like doing, like, you know, theory, theoretical stuff, kind of going there, building the prototype, coming together with this team that came from such different backgrounds. So for example, my team, we had an engineer, we had this business student and we had this architect. And then I had an anthropology background So it was really interesting coming together up with an idea based on like a sustainability challenge business. So I was very inspired, um, very much inspired by um, Ice Bucket Challenge or Movember or um, kind of like the no makeup thing that uh, women do uh, to raise awareness for breast cancer. So that was kind of like the first time I kind of see how um, everything kind of applied. And I don't think if I hadn't come across this internship and done the background research. And I, I don't think I would have known what I was getting myself into. Uh, I realized that,
1: yeah, that really helped out. I didn't really know that. I didn't know that to help that doing the internship, internship and then sorting through all that curriculum and doing some research. I, I didn't realize that that's what sort of helped you go through that process. So I'm, I'm actually proud to hear that. You know, and it, at university, you're you I think that you are or were taking a uh, so you're an undergrad and you're you're working on you know law and journalism. And so some of the things that you were doing this past year is was uh, the storytelling pieces and gathering some stories. Do, do you have any thoughts about how that's working out for you right now or what your original plans were and how what they've morphed into or if they've changed? Yeah, so I
2: guess like you know how they say like you can't really you can only like connect the dots when you're looking backwards. So at the time, like I, I just wanted to do like one of this like whole idea about like interviewing people um, and uh, like being becoming a storyteller and knowing trying to learn why um, they they started the initiative that they did. I didn't, I, I just kind of wanted to do that out of interest. Um, I, I didn't really think anything of it. I, I just thought, you know, going into like hearing people's like backgrounds and kind of having that empathetic kind of, I guess, point of view to know why they ended up doing what they would do uh, was interesting to me. I think the biggest thing I learned just apart from like what I was doing before, I think the second time was actually more impactful because I learned to learn, I started to learn how to make decisions out of love and not fear, which I find just going around and seeing why people do what they do. It was very I don't know, we're all kinda like this bigger part of this bigger, I guess, framework. I don't I don't know. Hold on, let me think. I think I'm like overthinking
1: it. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that you've mentioned to me before is finding your voice. And I, and I think that really resonates with you. It's a really a part of who you are. And I, whenever I hear you say those things, it just it makes me think about your interest in storytelling, your ability to be a storyteller, and the work that you've done to sort of move yourself along the continuum to be moving in that, in that direction. Now, a lot of things have changed with you, from the, even from the beginning of this inter- internship, this past year till now um, maybe talk a little bit about that yeah so I think um, for
2: me in terms of I guess the biggest kind of growth piece that I've got out of it I'm starting to make decisions I guess I, I guess more that are more I guess clear and concise I'm trying to think hold on I probably should have before <laughs> this is like yeah no I, 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 I don't think I had the chance to hold on
1: me think. Um, well, I'll let, I'll let me put it in the context for the audience. Rashneet and I are both interns. We don't really think on our feet necessarily all the time. We're really, really prepared and really knowledgeable about what we're knowledgeable about. Um, so thinking on the spot or answering questions on the spot out of the blue, because I I, I host conversational interviews. And so sometimes it's not going to be maybe what we think it's going to be, but it's very authentic. What we say is who we are and what we mean to say. And that's why I host these kind of interviews.
2: Wait, okay, wait. I think there's one thing I can say when you're asking about like personal growth and development. I think the biggest thing I got was actually not even just from like um, the internship itself. I did get like a lot out of that. I got out of my comfort zone, I got to travel and whatnot. But I think for me it was just having that mentorship piece, which I didn't really expect um, from Lori because I, I didn't really expect that going in. like I've had internships in the past, um even through Skip, but they were just very like, you know, hear your tasks, get it done, and uh, move on. And a lot of them were nonprofits too. So a lot of times what would happen is, Um, As a student, you would come to the end of it, you'd get your reference letter or whatever, and then maybe you'd connect on LinkedIn, but you would never hear kind of back again. So that's like the one difference I noticed. Whereas with with Lori, I feel, and with this internship, I feel like I'm I'm still connected with her, which is kind of strange to me because usually supervisors, your supervisor would not reach out to you after that. And I think what was really eye-opening too is like, I think one of the first things um, you mentioned was that you have to find your tribe and you have to know who you are and what your values are and your interests and your like the way your attitudes react your behaviors and whatnot and I think for me it was really big just those kind of sessions that we would have coming in kind of get, getting to know what my personality type is so for example um, I'm an introvert and I didn't really realize I didn't realize that kind of growing up but then I didn't have a chance to unpack it and I think now coming out of college am becoming more comfortable with that sense of identity. Before, whereas I thought it was like just like a label and something that would kind of almost diminish who I was, I, I'm kind of starting to, to use it to my advantage. So I think, yeah, it was just kind of nice having that kind of knowing that as a woman and like coming from a different um, ethnic background and whatnot, I'm um, being an introvert and you have all these like, I guess, intersecting like identities that you're supposed to carry I didn't realize like, you know, how would that, that would impact why I want to do the business initiatives I'm thinking of. So I think, yeah, I think that like, that's unique. Usually you don't get that from like, like any internship. It's just very matter of fact, it's very top down.
1: Yeah. Well, I need to, I need to also commend you for going through the process. Cause I was pretty upfront that we don't run a typical kind of internship. We co-create, we do the best to find out who you are as a person? Where do you want to be in five years? And what can we do now to move you in that into that space where you want to be, while helping us get the things that we need done? It's uh, very ingrained. In I, I work with people with disabilities for many, many years, and working with staff in that sector, uh, a lot of times you had people that didn't feel like they had any options, or they didn't feel like they were um, mattered, or they didn't feel like they were heard. And I developed this type of um, leadership through that process. And so, but not every intern can do that. We had one intern. Well, actually in the first year, we didn't, we didn't even meet him. Right. He just couldn't, he, he he just wanted to be told what to do and what his job was. And that's okay. But we want to learn about helping people get to where they want to be. That's why we talk about helping entrepreneurs get the right resources in the right time in the right order for them. So we need we want you to have the right internship for you. And I'm hoping that that's what you got out of the experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think that's that's like, yeah, like you said, you are very um, upfront about that. I think, yeah, I think that's very, like very unique in this way the world should be going too. So yeah, yeah, I think. I think I wouldn't have pursued the opportunities that I did to if I hadn't come across this interim position, I wouldn't have, I think, could even consider this field. Like I would have been like everybody else. Even now, like if I, even if now you mentioned to like a friend who's graduating from business school, about social entrepreneurship, even though the term is catching on, I think they still don't understand like entirely what it means, even though they kind of want to go in that direction. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely unique. I've, I definitely felt like I was beginning to see hope for Calgary and like like other areas that, you know, so many people right now, they wanted to, after graduation, they want to move to other cities. For example, they want to move to Vancouver, Toronto, anywhere else, but they don't see, I guess, opportunities here in Calgary. So I think if I hadn't come across this internship, I wouldn't have seen, we have potential here. We can have possible growth here. We just don't, I guess, kind of use those kind of lens. I don't, I don't think a lot of students, a lot of youth, they don't see that. Um, I see, like I see a lot of potential for a lot of youth that can do things, but they don't have those opportunities. Having born, been, sorry, having been born, raised, and having grown in, up in Calgary, northeast, I notice like, a lot of youth they throw away their potential, so they don't really kind of, I guess, maximize what they can become. So they're just either their parents aren't too educated on it, or they just don't, they just don't get those opportunities out here. So I, like, I, I see potential for them to do other things and just doing whatever their parents want want them to do. So hopefully that's kind of an area. Hopefully I can set up some sort of a compass program or something to help out youth um, because I'm kind of learning myself. So I feel like first I need to be the change I want to see in the world before I can help them out. But I feel like instead of youth just like following, you know, just feeling like, oh, there's nothing here in Calgary or I don't know, just not having these high goals, high, these you know, dreams, it's, it's kind of sad. And it kind of reminds me like where I was kind of a few years when I had, when I had initially dropped out of university and I had moved back to Calgary, I was very discouraged. Um, I was working at a shelter. And I was very kind of confused as to what, you know, next step I should take. So I think that, um, it's a matter of mentorship and I think like we couldn't pull that out of a lot of youth and they won't want to leave. They won't want to move anywhere else. They won't just settle or I don't know, whatever the friends, I guess, or parents tell them to
1: do. Yeah. So hopefully. So we, you talked a little bit about sort of the potential here in Calgary and, and it's being seen. And so you have uh, attended a number of events with me, some women's events, uh, some rainforest events. Um, and so as a student or a young person in the community, sort of stepping into industry, how, how did that, what was that experience like for you? I know you were really shy early on and you're totally like totally different from when I first met you in, in the most best possible way. Yeah
2: so I think it really like going to those events really got me out of my shell because it wasn't just like a typical you know academia and typical lectures that you go to it was just refreshing seeing people that actually want to do impact and they're actually open to that because I had always assumed like everybody else that Um, We're stuck on like repeat that we're just a broken record here in Calgary, that we're just oil and gas, like nothing's actually ever going to change. So I think for me going to these events, it just just talking to talking to people and seeing what they're doing. It just it was like a breath of fresh air, because even in even in like university, I mean, it's so like it's so rigid, right? Like you can go to like industry nights if you're in business or whatever, and you you still get the same experience. Like you you'll still be like, Oh, okay, I wanna be a banker, okay, I wanna be get my CPA, C F A. Like they just wanna do like the typical go for the typical big corporations and where all the profit is at. They don't really kind of they're not really redirecting their attention to what's here. They just want like, I guess like the status and the glamour, which is understandable, but I didn't realize that, you know, there's a different path of like doing this. Um, there's a different way that Calgary can like think, you know global but act local so I think yeah I think just going to those events it was very just to see what people are doing and how you know like it, it felt like yeah I felt like this other kind of other dimension in Calgary which I, I didn't really expect going
1: to the to the events that I would find but yeah that's, that's an interesting perspective I actually didn't know that and I'm, a, I'm always on the outside typically because I am social impact and, and was born social impact I've never um, been able to think in any other way, which has made me the weirdo and the and the outcast uh, in many conversations <laughs> over my life. Uh, it's becoming kind of cool and hip now. So to hear that it's it's um, it's not something that is still well known in youth, I would have I would have actually thought that millennials and younger ha- would have a better grasp and and it's built into your DNA. But sort of when you're going to school, is it? Because it's, it's not connecting with you or it's taking it out of you or you never had it at all. Uh, I'm just curious about that. And you, you can't speak on behalf of anybody, but just on your experience. Yes, good question.
2: So I feel like school really kind of, I don't know, they really, I don't want to say that they like really dumb you down. Like it's, I feel like it's getting better, but I feel like it's just that same mentality, right? Like nine to five till they' 65 and it's, they don't really kind of, like, I don't think it's really changed much now hopefully now it does with like like post-pandemic and like hopefully things change but that's what kind of shocked me too like I like for example like during um my last one of my last courses in college I actually did a presentation on B Corp assessment and I was inspired by kind of like the research again that I had done through the internship and this one student like raised her hand and I I was surprised at her response but she's she said that you know is it like is this like a pyramid scheme or um, I know I got another comment from a student like when I was talking about social entrepreneurship that it sounds kind of socialist but then again he had like a very like a finance background and he didn't really get it but I guess I don't like I, I guess I was surprised him like I thought like you know the B Corp logo and like doing good and like all this stuff it's very um I guess common like I didn't think like even like like huge companies like um patagonia for example there they have that label so i'm like it should just be like something that's like common like common sense by now but they felt like still felt appreh- apprehensive too so i was like really surprised i'm like how how come they're not teaching this in business schools like what are, what are they actually teaching you guys and i know lori had mentioned when i said i want to continue my education and kind of go 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 do further education and i got this from comment from others too is that like business schools are really outdated and they don't really teach these like concepts like you don't i think they're just now starting to develop curriculum to do like social entrepreneurship and I, i felt like it's crazy like i learned more just from getting lectured (laughs) and i learned more (laughs) from um i learned more on my own doing research and like just going to 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 the exchange to finland and just kind of seeing how other people in asia are doing it how they're very ahead actually a lot of developing countries are very ahead doing this kind of stuff so i was just kind of surprised i'm like i feel like you know it's a very outdated education and i I don't know if it'll change anytime soon hopefully it, it will now i hope that youth are not just taught to like you know all the typical like degree and like work for some sort of you know profit mongering kind of company like I see huge potential with clubs like Enactus which are teaching students to do business challenges on the spot with teams so it's becoming like this like common thing now so I do think things are changing even if they don't change through the classrooms they'll change through like organizations and like other like club organizations and like
1: extracurricular things that students are doing, like side projects and whatnot. Yeah, in fact, that's fascinating. Every conversation, every relationship, whether it's uh, near or far from me, I always, for some reason, think of it as a social experiment. Why are people thinking about what they're doing? Why is it happening this way? And so some of that insight I think is important to the rainforest community and the community at large is to help understand where this sort of disconnect might be happening. I mean, I know that when... um, So in the early days when we were practicing for you to go out and do interviews uh, for the Internovus and uh, Impact Calgary to find out what's going on out in the community, and you interviewed me as a practice round. And the questions that you came up with were very thoughtful. And the reason that you, I feel that you did it that way is because your intended audience for that was to help students have a a little bit of an eye opening and a little bit of connection and a little bit of introduction to uh, social impact businesses.
2: Yeah. So yeah, so that that's kind of like like I guess the whole goal. Like I just wanted to do a very something very down to earth, high quality but simple like videos, podcasts, potentially um, with people like because on the street, like for example, we had this thing called Humans of New Calgary, where like people, students, just go around interviewing other students about their experience these past four years on like college campus sort of thing and i had the same idea in mind with doing like a yyc on for impact hub sort of thing but doing it on the streets. so for example like going finding out what you know what are homeless think or i don't know like maybe ex-convicts or i don't know some people that are like genuinely they want to change their lives they've come from all these like all, all this adversity they've come from all these like this did the struggle this difficult past life but they want to genuinely change and something about themselves. I think social entrepreneurship is obviously the way to go, but I was surprised that so many, like so many even students, like not even people on the street, so many students don't even know what social entrepreneurship is. Like the most they think about it is probably fair trade, which is understandable or like using probably like organic somehow it's organic, but they don't really understand uh, what it means. So I think the interviews are actually a good way because we don't, I, I don't think we really have that. And I think one of the goals I was telling a friend is that I really want, I feel like Calgary always gets this like bad rep for not having like an arts vibe to it the way like Toronto would or Montreal. So I really wanted to kind of start that here, you know, because I think we do have potential. We're known as like the commerce kind of, I guess, center of Canada. So I think that, yeah, I think there is potential to do like a YYC on and I hope that other students will pick up on it and they'll they'll want to like
1: get to know more about it they'll want to do that and whatnot nice. nice so i have one last question for you and really it's uh um my wondering for you is do you have any questions or comments or f- sort of final thoughts that you would like to leave with the rainforest community and the community at large about what's important to you and what you think is important to students and the youth and the, and the younger generations coming up behind me and behind you that the, the sort of establishment needs to be considering? Yeah. So that's a good question.
2: So like about like a few years ago, the U of C university of Calgary, where I go, they came out with this whole campaign about, I, I think like eyes high, it was like an eyes high strategy because they were turning 50 years old. They had like this 50 years anniversary and this whole like, slogan about uh, like entrepreneurial thinking like it was literally spamming everywhere like everywhere you would go and then the next year they opened up the hunter hub and they had all these like like all these like kind of co-work spaces i guess you can, you can say in the library and tfdl and whatnot um and and a lot of students thought it was kind of cheesy they're like oh what is that like okay now they're trying to you know like they didn't i guess people were as receptive to it but i think like the entrepreneurial thinking thing, especially now, considering the the pandemic, I feel like it's more relevant than ever, because I feel like so many students, uh, they're on that one track mind. And I see that every day. Like I even like you talk to like friends, you talk to other students are graduating and they're just worried about like very not shallow things. I mean, they're genuine, but like things like that, again, that nine to five mindset, like, oh, I lost my internship. Oh, um, I need to do this research position this summer. But they're not thinking about giving back to their community, and it's fine if you want to do more schooling, if that's what you got to do, or if you want to do research. But I feel like right now, like everybody should be giving back somehow. And I feel like, like if the, it's it's not really a my like I don't know, it's not really a matter of I think like a lot of youth need to like kind of change the way they think. And I hope hopefully they will adopt entrepreneur that entrepreneur kind of mindset where you can't really like really pad your resume or your LinkedIn and whatnot. And just expect to be given a job. You have to kind of give people more in value and provide them with that. But I feel like so many youth are taught fill out this application, apply, and like I learned over the years, even with this internship and my sessions, I learned that that doesn't work anymore. You need to get creative. You need to have your side hustles. You need to you know brand yourself, have your own blog, have your own website. But I don't. I don't see that. It is getting better, but I don't see that with like so a lot of youth. There's just like there's like the laggards, I guess. Like the people are lagging behind. They don't really. They're like usually the ones slow to catch on. Um, I I would say I was like that very much. So before, but I'm getting better. I think that like you can't get tunnel vision. You shouldn't be doing. Sometimes you have to go and do your own. Go do your own thing. Things aren't going to change until people my age they realize that it's really the resources are inside of them. It's not really somewhere out there. There's a lot of potential in their own city. They don't have to move halfway across the country. There's so many little problems like we need help with. Like we can we need to educate youth, for example, and how to set up their own like kind of business. So there's like a lot of potential here. Yeah, I might be kind of going down a rabbit hole, but I feel like yeah, I feel like the whole entrepreneurial thinking people shouldn't like kind of push it aside. They should take it seriously because even now post graduation I guess if that's what you want to call it, nobody's really thinking in that direction. They're just very much in the past, and hopefully, I think things will change now
1: that I think it's changing. It's a big time of change for everyone right now. So hopefully I agree. I really totally good. agree. So you've had a little peek into industry and into you know the non-academic ecosystem. Uh, what what sort of advice or or thoughts or or questions do you have for like the community at large, the people who are going to be hiring or supporting what you're doing in the community, in business, especially. So do you mean like local here? Well, I guess it depends on what your plans are. If you're planning on staying here Mm -hmm. and you might not know that. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I
2: think that a lot of like a lot of people, especially youth, they need to be open to like collaborating. I think, we're always told that especially like people when you're coming out of high school and when you're coming out of college, you're not really taught. Like a lot of students, even me, like I wasn't taught, you know, you got to just take, you know, the bull by its horns and just kind of do your own thing. Like you're very much, there's so much potential like um, nowadays with like social media and whatnot. I mean, you can start your own YouTube channel. You can do like, um, like a web series and sell that to people. And like, you don't have to have a degree to do that. And I think still, but still, there's so many people like, no, I got to get my master's. I gotta, And that's fine and all, but like, I feel like, like innovation and they talk about all this, like becoming a change maker and whatnot, it's already inside of you. You don't need that extra degree. Like you don't need to, like, it's, it's right there. Like how you can help out your local business, like you can volunteer for them and help them come up with a solution. For example, like an issue to me that's very personal is um domestic violence and intimate partner violence. And it's actually a huge thing. A lot of people don't know that, actually, at least in the part of the city I live in, where it's still kind of a stigma and there's a lot of judgment around it. So people don't really like do anything about it. Even the, even the cops, like they won't, they, they know that. And I think they know that we kind of internalize it. They don't, they, they know that we're not going to really do anything about it. So it's kind of like this whole thing where um, I see like all these, like all this, like beauty of it. There's like the multiculturalism aspect of it. But then, um, people are very uneducated and aware about like the potential, like quality of life they can have if they did change things. Like it just starts with like you. Like what can you? I, I would say contribute back to your community, and I think like I've been not been the best about that, but I do want to get better at that by giving back more. So much of it is like I think having dialogue and just finding out, like be, having more empathy and just kind of really just asking a person about their day. I feel like we don't even talk to our neighbors nowadays anymore, and we don't really share these things anymore. So there is so much potential, but I mean, we don't need to always necessarily leave Calgary to have a better life. We don't necessarily need, I guess, uh, all these like degrees that people are like panicking. Especially, I know a lot of students for their internships. I think we just need to help out. I think we need to be of service. We need to give back to our community. Um, we need to be thinking of others right now and not just about how it's impacting us and being self-centered, I find, which I am finding with a lot of students right now.
1: But the tech sector is taking a little bit of a leadership, especially the tech sector, I think is taking a little bit of leadership in this space where um, they're hiring people who don't have degrees because they're hiring for the peop- for the aptitude and the soft skills because you can teach somebody how to code if you need to. So I think students, um, I, I, I I years ago in university I learned very early that my my education that I was getting was very subjective I was learning a lot but it wasn't getting registered on paper because I think differently than other people and I don't toe the line and I don't not ask questions and I don't challenge the system I mean I do challenge the system and so uh my education was difficult because um I wasn't going to just do it the way they were telling me to do it and um But I think students, they they learn how to take tests. They learn the process. They learn how to regurgitate the information. And the reason we go through the process that we did with you as an intern is we are uh, uh, very strongly committed to thinking about thinking and learning about learning. And we don't want to tell you what to do as an intern. We want you to try to figure it out for yourself in a way that's going to work for you. And, And then we want to learn how to adapt to how people want to work. We don't want to be a hierarchical system. We want to make sure that we as Impact Calgary and into Novos Canada and the Metaspace and the crowdfunding hub, that we are all supporting the sort of personal and economic, so basically social socioeconomic growth. That's what we're really trying to facilitate here in Calgary, and it's been a struggle. I'm glad that, you know, social enterprise is coming a bit hip and cool now, but um, yeah. Yeah so any final thoughts that you'd like to sort of send out into the world i think that like at least what i
2: realized about youth nowadays is people say millennials or i guess the next generation after me would be like generation z like i don't really believe in like labels and titles like baby boomer stuff like that i mean yeah it's nice and all the gauge whatnot but i feel like like so especially like there's stereotype about millennials i guess being lazy they don't want to do anything. Like they just, they were, they were always giving a trophy for like, which is kind of true, but they were always given like a trophy for like, I guess, the little accomplishments. They don't, they're very entitled. But I think that I thing I think I personally think for our generation, something that can change is teaching at least, I think a lot of youth, at least my age, even younger than me, they don't really have like a vision. They don't really have a set purpose. So they don't ever, they don't have this like kind of breakthrough, like epiphany, I guess, about what they should be doing. And that's why they're on like autopilot. They're not, they don't feel motivated. They don't feel like they can change anything. So I think a lot of people my age, they need to be more resilient, I find. And I I don't think, I think if I didn't drop out of like, I, I initially started school at the U of A and if I hadn't dropped out years ago, and if I hadn't ended up working in a shelter if I hadn't used that to understand my own personal issues about working at a women's shelter and understanding why we have this problem not just in the household, why we have it in the community, how why we have it in society, I don't think I I wouldn't have had that had that wake up call. Like I wouldn't have come across Skip. I wouldn't have seen all these nonprofits doing this amazing work. Like I had never been to a shelter up until um, I was like nineteen. I hadn't I had no idea like this is the way people lived. Like failure uh, fail, fail forward. I mean I think that's like one of the best advice you can give to students especially now where I think I've seen because this was my second attempt at college and thank god I didn't drop out this time mm-hmm. so it's it's I feel like you need to you need to teach students to fail and I don't think that school they give you that room to do that I mean they've been getting you get you get graded on like a letter system you get this GPA and people are so attached to that and I see this with like especially even like my cousin's generation it's like generation zero whatever you want to call it They just kind of, it's just given to them. Like the next thing, the next thing. I don't know if it's all the video games. I don't know what it is, but like, they're just, they're just become very self-entitled. Like their parents and like society doesn't give them room to fail. So they won't, they're just told what to do. Like go, go to post-secondary here, do this. And then all of a sudden now you have like this, what, this virus, this pandemic, they're like panicking. They don't know what to do. And they're upset. They didn't get into grad school or they didn't get into some professional profession they wanted or whatever. And they're upset. That actually benefited me if I hadn't done that. I don't think I would have had this like kind of, I don't think I'd come across social impact. I don't think I would have cared because I, up until then, I didn't know what that, what that, even that realm was. So I think right now, especially like, I think, yeah, youth should just fail, explore the possibility, be open to exploring the possibilities and also be,
1: um, be open to failing, going forward. Very wise, very wise. Thank you so much, Roshneet. We've been talking to Roshneet Wandawa, one of the inspiring bright young minds in Calgary. I'm sure she's going to be looking for a job right now and soonish. So if anyone out there is listening Uh, and thank you to our hundreds of listeners out there, come back next week for our next episode of leaders, innovators and big ideas podcasts.
0: If you haven't already visit RainforestAB.ca and sign the rainforest social contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by Community Now Magazine. Engage. Inspire. Educate. Together. The audio for this episode was professionally edited by Kate Day with KD Sound Design